Thanks for coming to our home in Irvine, California for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're glad to have you and your friends in our growing community of soul shepherds. We love hearing from you by email, social media, and on soulshepherding.org. Today, we're going to answer a question on empathy that one of you have sent us. Even though empathy is not a word in the Bible, it's everywhere in our sacred book and in the Lord's relationship with us. Tender-hearted care is an essential soul nutrient for you and the people you minister to. Christy, I'm thankful you took a picture of those knobs there on all our podcast equipment. <laughs> yeah, I have to rely on pictures of things nowadays. Well, our listeners might not know, but we have our podcast studio here in our home. We really are inviting you into our house here in Irvine, California to uh, pull up a chair and have a conversation with us. We don't have a in-studio producer, technician, program director. It's Bill and Christy. Yep. <laughs> and uh, most of all, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so we're thankful for our friend that helped us get all this set up. But when he put all these knobs in the right places, we're like, I don't know what you just did, but I guess we'll take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can keep them there. And they got messed up when we were dusting. And so yeah. <laughs> we didn't realize they'd been messed up. So thanks for getting that fixed. Yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out to some new friends in our soul shepherding community, Vince and Helen in the Netherlands. Uh, so glad that you listen in to Soul Talks each week. We're glad to have you part of our spiritual family. Yes. And they were appreciating a podcast we did a while ago on the pressure to please and talking about uh, not liking conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of us feel that way, especially those of us who are in ministry, caring for people, listening to people, shepherding, helping, teaching, counseling, so forth. We tune into people. We care about how they feel. And for a lot of us, conflict is difficult. And they're relating to that, and uh, they're appreciating that this is a community of openness and honesty and compassion for people and learning how to follow the Lord in healthy ways, which includes taking risks to be emotionally vulnerable with each other. So appreciate those words. Vincent Helen, you are describing our mission. That's what we're about. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And that's what we invite you to join us in. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We love hearing from you. We keep sending those uh, emails, and uh, you can connect with us on social media. Soul Shepherding has a Facebook page. Uh, you can connect with me on Facebook, Bill Galtier, or Twitter, a little bit of Instagram, Pinterest. Reach out to us. Let us know what's going on and uh, what you're appreciating about Soul Talks, what you're learning, what you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we appreciate getting your questions. This is a dialogue. Yes, it is. Yeah, and so we've had some hurricanes uh, here in, in America, and particularly in Texas and Florida and the East Coast, and brought a lot of devastation. Yeah, it sure has. Really feeling for the people affected by that. Certainly felt a little bit more personally with the one in, in Florida, especially because my aunt and uncle, who are pastors there in Tampa, were preparing for that, concerns about their church and their home, and then ended up evacuating. And so I was just feeling for them and thinking about, you know, the loss to them if their home and their church were, you know, damaged or destroyed. And, and then you just see the devastation, so many people that have suffered great losses. And I think, honey, that it's easy for me to get swirled up in my own hurricane of grief and fear and anxiety and questions of 
you know, God, you're so powerful. You stopped the storm in the sea, and yet you're allowing these hurricanes, you know, to batter. And then, you know, there's an earthquake in Mexico, and there's you know, there's disasters all over, not just the hurricanes. And mm-hmm. there's suffering all over, and we all have our own areas of, you know, devastation and fear, anxiety, trials, people that we're involved with that are suffering great loss and pain and devastation. Yeah, and so your heart of mercy takes on these concerns. Yeah, we we feel these things, and it's good that we do because we want to be people that are empathetic and that that care. And and the good thing is these emotions and these awareness of these these disasters, these hurricanes, they call me to prayer. Mm -hmm. They prompt me to pray. So that's the good thing. You know, I'm, I'm praying more because at each front of this, I'm recognizing my desperation for Christ. Yeah, I was going through the news app on my phone, uh, as I do from time to time, and you know, reading some of these stories going on with the hurricanes, and found myself praying for people, and yeah, it's it's really scary. So, and there, there's some stories that are very troubling. I wrote in the recent Soul Shepherding devotional email, I hope all of you get that, we put that out once a week, and, and we write those personally. I wrote, God loves like a hurricane, question mark. Because in the middle of these hurricanes that were happening uh, in church, we sang this pretty famous song. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the waves and winds of his mercy. And, you know, as I was singing that and was praying that uh, for people who had been affected in Texas, and uh, we were at that point, it was just before the hurricanes hit Florida, and was praying for God to intervene and to help. And I believe he did, because that, that hurricane was yes. actually far less than, mm-hmm. than it would have been and it dropped from Category 5 to Category 3. But, you know, you just take those lyrics, it's like, it, it's a stretch. It really yeah. strains and stresses our spiritual muscles because when we look at the visible reality of a hurricane and people that have died, uh, in Texas, uh, a mom who has her little three-year-old girl and they're trying to survive and they get swept up into a flood and they're going down a, a river and you know, the mom's just trying to save her little girl's life. Yeah. And so the mom knows the only way she can save her little girl is to become a floating device. Mm-hmm. So she gets her life. She drowns. And the little girl just clings to her mom. Yeah. And the little girl survives. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, she, she's rescued and uh, holding on to her mommy. And, of course, not understanding what's happened. And, and she says, mommy was saying her prayers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, just the emotions we have about that. It's mm-hmm. like wow, that mom would love. That's a mom. That's, that's nurture. That's protection. That's, that, that's a mom in heaven now, and she's in glory, and she's in joy, and she's so happy for her daughter, and it's all good for her now. But you know, the little girl, her life has been saved, so we thank God for that. But she's got some trauma she's yes. going to be dealing with, and yeah. that's a really big deal right there. And so you take these particular stories, or the, the woman in the Caribbean this is in, in my devotional, but she's her house is getting devastated and thrashed mm-hmm. in the hurricane. And the way the uh, waters from the ocean are, are coming up into her place and the window gets blown out by water and walls are crashing and there's all kinds of crashing going on outside. And she runs to the bathroom and closes the door and gets in the tub and, and just starts crying out to God and praying. And she's just trembling for hours in her bathtub, you know, as things are collapsing around her and she's well, she survived, thank God. And so in that sense, we would say her prayers were answered. But yet there was all this devastation around right. her. And what about the people that didn't survive and prayed? Mm-hmm. And so where's God in that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's questions we really are struggling with and wrestling with. And it, it's easy for us to fall into judging God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really tempts us to feel like, God, oh, where are you? Do you really care? Are you really with us? Are you really strong enough? Are you really in control? Are you really sovereign? It causes these kinds of questions. Because the fact is that in the visible situation, there are a number of cases here where God has not intervened and he has not manifested something loving, protective, helpful in the ways that we would want him to and expect that he would. Yeah, it's very hard to see his goodness manifest in those situations. And so I think as people who are pastors and uh, who disciple other people and who are soul friends or as parents raising kids, grandparents, and just going about life in our jobs and working and with our friends as Christ's ambassadors that we all are, Second Corinthians 5.20, we all represent Christ. And so these things come up and it's pretty important. Like, well, how do we think about this stuff? <laughs> what are our, our beliefs and our, our doctrines here? And how do we live into these situations? And the great temptation is that we would judge God based on our circumstances. Yes, yes. And I, I'm guilty of that often. I, I have to repent from that often. I find myself falling to that mindset of judging God based on my circumstances. And we want to learn how to judge our circumstances based on God. And what that means is to be biblically informed, and it means learning how to live in the kingdom of the heavens, moment by moment, standing from within God's presence with an eternal perspective and in the spiritual reality where God is sustaining us and caring for us. From that place, we look at the physical, visible situation. Yeah, and one of the things that really helps me with that, honey, is when I am swallowed up in my own hurricanes of emotion, grieving for somebody who's suffered like we're talking about, or my own suffering, or just it face-to-face the reality that God allowed something horrific that I didn't want him to allow, it helps me when you have empathy for me in that. You listen to me, you let me grieve, you let me kind of tantrum out the emotions that I'm feeling, and then gently you help refocus me on, now what do we know to be true about God? Yeah, and your order there was really important Mm -hmm. when, when I'm listening to you or a client or a friend, or when you're listening to me, we begin with compassion, with understanding, with really trying to put ourselves in the other one's shoes, asking questions, uh, getting a sense of what they feel, putting words to what we think they're feeling. Listening isn't something you just do with your words. You need to do with your mouth, Mm -hmm. with your tongue. You, You need to say things like, it sounds like that feels frightening for you. It sounds like you're having trouble trusting God. And see, most of us don't do that. We jump to the advice or or we say, oh, well, it reminds me of this situation in my life. And we, we sort of sympathize to keep the conversation going. But we don't move towards the person and deeper into their experience, their emotions, their needs. And so that's where we start before we rethink the situation. Well, have you thought about this? Or what about how the Bible says that? Yeah, and part of what's helpful, let's stick with this analogy. So I'm flooded with emotions and negative emotions about this, grief and sadness and horror and fear. And I'm putting myself in the position of this person. I'm thinking, oh, no, you know, God God might do that to me. And that's where I'm ultimately going and getting fearful and losing trust for God. And I didn't want God to allow that for them either. But, you know, it, it makes me feel insecure, too. And so as you listen to me and then we are listening 
you're helping point out this debris in the water hmm. and you're acknowledging that. Well, yeah, let's look at this debris. Let's look at that debris. Let's look at you're acknowledging that the reality of the floodedness that I'm feeling and what's swirling around me. These are losses. You're mm-hmm. grieving something in your home that's been destroyed. or You're grieving a friend who's been affected by the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to cost and the large ramifications. And yeah, there's, just, there's stress. There's, yeah. there's anxiety here. How am I going to deal yeah. with this? I've got to call the insurance company. I don't have time to, to shop and buy this thing and, and fi- well, fix this stuff. Well, it just feels very and- overwhelming when I'm looking at the, the waters and all the debris. And then I start to get afraid and think, gosh, so when does an alligator manifest in this water? And, you know, all these kind of things, the fears grow. And you're, so you're entering that with me when you're listening to me. You're saying you're not alone. I'm with you. And you're being an ambassador of Christ to me in that, entering into it and listening, helping me identify what it is I'm seeing and feeling overwhelmed by, what it is I'm afraid of, and how I'm hurt. And you're containing that emotion with me. You're being with me in it. You're helping me realize Jesus is with me in it. And then you're helping me to trust. And you're also helping me to turn my eyes up to the sun that's now shining, the blue sky that's now there, the hope of the body of Christ that's coming with aid and help, and the people that are praying and engaging with God and serving God to bring good and restoration. And ultimately, the reality of my soul is eternal. I'm an unceasing spiritual being with eternal destiny in God's great universe that is safe. God still is a refuge for me and for them. Yeah, and I think some of us, we want to believe that and we think about those things, about the reality of God and his goodness, but we don't very well know how to bring that into the moment and let the sunshine be my gentle smile as I'm listening. It's hard. It's easier to just get all focused on over-positivity to the point of denial, to the point of shutting down the emotions. We try to reassure each other with what the Bible says or good news or how God can work something good out of this. And if we hurry to those sorts of ideas, then we're negating the emotion and the need that's in the moment. And the need is for incarnation. We've got nothing without the incarnation of Christ. And the incarnation of Christ has nothing for you and I if somebody doesn't bring it to us. And it comes to us in the Bible, of course, but we, we need it enfleshed in the body of Christ. So we need someone that's there who listens, who cares, who, who asks questions, who prays, who encourages, and who gently guides. And that's how I'm so thankful to God for his people that are doing that in these areas that have been so devastated that are coming and serving. Yeah, we got uh, firefighters and police workers and nurses and paramedics and pastors and construction workers and just all kinds of people that now come to be the hands of Christ Mm -hmm. and to to clean up and Mm -hmm. to care for for lives that have been broken. and, And even our government getting money for people that are devastated and need help getting their their homes redone. And the church and the church partnering with not Christian nonprofits like Convoys of Hope and Samaritan's Purse coming in there and incarnating Christ. And that's the good that's where we can see the goodness of God in action. Yeah. And so the most important things are the ways that we care and the ways that we show compassion to really help take care of a problem. But the other part that you've brought up a couple times Christy and I haven't really carried on that part of the discussion because I just wanted to keep emphasizing the importance of the, probably because I, that's what I need. <laughs> I mean, you're so good about just moving right into the, the mercy, and I, I've needed a lot of training 
people might think I'm just like naturally a good listener or something because I'm a psychologist. And well, I learned it from Christy <laughs> and I learned it over some years and I'm still learning it because I'm basically a thinker. I'm basically a teacher. That's my nature and, and my history. And so I've learned to live in the world of feelings, including my own emotions. I've developed this conscious override mechanism, I like to call it, in my own life as it relates to thinking and feeling to continually recorrect myself, to pay more attention to my emotions, to your emotions, and to, to stay there and relate there. And this is, of course, a huge emphasis in the ministry of soul shepherding because we are, all of us listening, we're people of feeling and people with needs and struggles. And there are people in our lives that we care for that are stressed and dealing with challenges, and we want to be better at tuning into that. So it might sound like we're de-emphasizing thinking mm -hmm. and beliefs. And that's not the case. It's sort of a tricky thing because we always need thoughts and feelings balanced. Yes. And so, you know, one of our rules, meaning a guideline is, well, before I speak or do, think and feel. Yes. We want a two-way street there. So a hugely important consideration with this issue of the trials in our life, whether they're hurricanes or your adult son hasn't called you in six months, whatever the trial might be, we all go through difficult times. But the question is, and, and I ask this in the devotional, you know, am I prepared to be the kind of person who in that trial would pray, would trust God, would live from the spiritual reality of my father's world? Mm -hmm. Or am I the kind of person who would react out of my circumstances, out of my emotions, out of my body, and complain that God is not trustworthy, judging God, react in a way that would be unloving to the people around me or unwise. How have I been formed? Mm, See, and so, so we really need to do some careful thinking and study and designing of our lives in order to become the kind of person who the next time a crisis comes would react like Jesus would if he was me. Yes, that's so important. I know you've really poured into developing resources to help people do this. Our Soul Shepherding website is just full of devotionals, Bible studies to get you to think and rethink, to help you to draw closer to the Lord, many different prayers and spiritual formation experiences for your private devotions, for small groups that you're leading, for people that you're discipling, for kids that you want to encourage, all kinds of situations in life and ministry. These resources are there, they're free, and they're meant to help you and the people that you care for. So these trials, these emergencies that we have in our lives, of crises, they really show our true formation, our true trust, our true character, and our true ability to live in the kingdom of the heavens, despite what our circumstances are. And really, we need to be training in advance of those. Yeah. So we read in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Selah. He could have just as well said, God is our refuge in the middle of a hurricane. Now, the next verse here. Why is it that we're able to be at peace in earthquakes and floods and hurricanes and rejections from loved ones and failures in business and various injustices that we go through? How could we be at peace in those situations? There is a river. Mm. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. 
God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. But where is that river? You know, it's not just in Israel. Yeah, the Jordan River, I'm sure that inspired this psalm. That river is flowing right at your feet, my friend. In fact, Jesus said that river is gushing out of your belly if if you let it. That river is the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's a river of life. God's presence, his love, his joy, his peace, his power. It's in the spiritual reality, in the kingdom of the heavens. And that's the big question of our lives. This is something that takes a lifetime, of course. It's a little by little thing. But do I have a plan? What am I doing to become this kind of person who can be at peace in a trial and be prepared to bless the people around me? Even if I'm mistreated, what does my enemy need right now? Would I have the strength to love that person? That might mean having some boundaries, but can I react that way? Well, that takes training. That takes a lot of thinking. That takes a lot of help with my emotions. See, that requires developing some new habits. And so there's, there's a lot that goes into soul shepherding. Well, I've appreciated your intentionality in, in this and in thinking all of this through and in writing it and sharing it with me and with our listeners. And I pray for all of us, Lord Jesus, that we would take heart from you in the way that you continued to trust the Father, even though you endured horrible circumstances. You continued to trust God's goodness and that eternal, living presence of your Holy Spirit. And then you gave us models, Lord, through your disciples, through your apostles, as we see them doing this very thing in their trials and their sufferings. And Lord, thank you that you continue to give us examples and and opportunities today. Thank you that you are good, even when we're not able to experience or see it in our circumstances. Continue to guide us, Lord, in our training to trust you and to step into the flow of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are delighted to have you following the Lord Jesus with us. He is our true soul shepherd and the source of empathy. Thanks for sharing Soul Talks with your friends. In just the last two months, our community has grown by 50%. It's easy to use the share button on your podcast app or iTunes, or email a podcast link from our website, soulshepherding.org. Also, we hope you're receiving our weekly devotional emails and sharing those. They're free, and you can sign up at soulshepherding.org. 